0: This is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of Writing in Academia, a podcast where three writing nerds discuss the joys and jitters of writing in a research context.
1: And at the microphones today we have Jenny. Hey there. Lene. Hi, hi. And myself, Övind. And today, uh, we're also happy to have a special guest with us, uh, Mirjam Goskisen from Aalborg uh, University in Denmark, which uh, I'm surprised to find is located in Copenhagen. Uh, hello and very welcome to our podcast. Hi. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, maybe I'm uh, actually cha- trained as an engineer. Okay. Um, but the last ten years, I've been working with uh, researchers. I've been coaching PhD students. I've been mm-hmm. educating supervisors and uh, and uh, working with their communication competences. And uh, the last years, I've been also working with writing as one of the one element of all of this.
3: Mm. So, how did you get interested in writing when you were an engineer? Uh,
2: it was actually a step over the communication thing. Uh-huh. So I worked with uh, I worked with the researchers, and uh, I was working with communication and and mostly maybe to make work as a researcher more pleasurable. Uh-huh. You could say that was my mission. Mm. So everything that could reduce, you know relational problems or planning or all of Mm. these things. I took up that kind of things. Mm. And then at one point I was working, I was actually going to do a project about stress trying to reduce stress Mm -hmm. and looking into this we found that what really stressed the researchers both on all levels actually from the professor to the PhD student was not getting writing done. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we, we did this project that was aimed at doing what is your core thing in your working life Mm. Um, and uh, that was writing so we applied for money for a development project and got it that was about how could we focus on writing and use that as a way to reduce stress because when it got done then you didn't have the stress anymore
3: Oh, yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. often the case, actually. <laughs> when you get things done, <laughs> yeah, you're not helps. so stressed about it. Yeah, Just yeah. feeling
2: that you're in the process of getting mm. things done always helps, helps too. So, mm-hmm. so that was actually mm. the way into writing. But of course, I've also been writing myself all my life as a PhD student and a researcher and so on. And writing has, I haven't been directly blocked in that way that you can mm. hear about, but I have never felt that it was easy. Mm. <clears throat> so I've always been also challenged myself, so that's why I also know about what you go through when mm. you have a difficulty mm. writing. So that is also my outset.
0: I think that also helps credibility a lot. Mm. If, if mm. you can say yourself, I know how hard this is. The people Don't you hate the people who are just like, oh, writing's easy, yeah, I do it all the time.
3: <sighs> <laughs> probably not a good coach then. No,
2: uh. <laughs> but sometimes I also have a difficulty standing there and, and people expect when you do writing camps for a lot of people or you come to an institute and you're going yeah. to teach them writing, then they also expect you to be a highly publishing mm. writer who can just write mm. the nicest text. Mm. Uh, but I think if that was how I it was all the time, I wouldn't know what, what it was about. So you can't, in a way, get both.
1: And that uh, project that you talked about, that's uh, mm. actually the reason that we invited you here today, because it resulted in this... Uh, it's a, a writing course that you, you give called the um, Academic Writing Bootcamp. Yeah. It's a, kind of a different uh, course that I attended also uh, last year. Um, yes. Could you uh, tell us uh, a little bit about what's ma- what makes it a different kind of writing course?
2: Yes, for sure. Hmm. <clears throat> writing courses come in... in they they can look very different. And some of them are about grammar and spelling and so on. And uh, some are residential, some are maybe over a whole semester where you come one day a week or just two hours. So they have so many forms. Mm. Uh, this course is, is special because it's three days. It's residential, so you get away from where you are. And we actually tried once to have it in the university. Mm. And what happened was that everybody just had to go to a meeting or mm. to do oh, some... Of uh, things all the time, so you didn't get the atmosphere. Mm. So we realized by trying that out. The plan was uh, to try that out, and it didn't work. So we were very fast. We were very convinced that we um, that we ought to do it residential, mm. and uh, we'd done it in a three-day format. And um, we tried two days. We didn't get the peace that you get for three days, but we can also see after three days they get a little bit exhausted, tired, because we really try to put as much writing Mm. and learning Writing tools and so on into those three days. As so possible. that was the
3: optimal. So, so uh, do we, you feel? I
2: haven't tried five days yet. I'm planning now a five-day one, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that will be a new yeah experiment. A boot
3: camp or a marathon. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, what was your experience, David? Uh, so, you went for the three days one.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I thought it was very. Nice. I, I I didn't know ex- exactly what to expect, but it was very productive, really, because uh, the whole uh, days were uh, divided. In th- there there were short spells of instruction. And then there were these writing snacks where you would sit and work with your text. Mm. And over those three days, I finished, uh, you know, uh, drafts for two chapters in in a book that I'm writing. Really productive. And I mean, I I don't have a lot of time in my uh, ordinary work to to write. So I think I think it was uh, nice. And it also focused more on the. Um, the behaviors uh, more than the the technical the mechanics of writing yeah so i thought it was
2: and that is also what i think actually makes our our book kind of special that we we focus on the process And and we don't say that we will teach them how to do academic writing in their field because every academic field has different way of writing and you have to learn that in the field from the experts from your Mm. advisors and so on and from reading the literature and copying it in a way. Uh, But what we learn here is to reflect on your own writing process. So when they leave the camp, they should be much more aware of what are my obstacles, what Mm. are my difficulties, and when do I run into things and how can I construct my writing uh, mm. so, so I write better? And, uh, and that, is, that is the focus, to get to know more about yourself. So mm. that's why we have also these reflections after each time you have been writing, what did I run into and so on. And another thing that, the, that we do a lot is, is mini-coachings. Mm-hmm. So if participants, we are two coaches and then um, a yoga teacher who are facilitating the whole camp, And the yoga teacher is also giving um, treatments, a kind of massage treatment. So if people get Mm -hmm. sore in the back from sitting so much and... And also, it can take some of the tensions that you build up in the body when you, uh, when you write, and not only from the writing as such, but also the fear that you're not good enough, and mm-hmm. then you approach it anyway. It can set get tensions in the body. Mm-hmm. So that is what she does.
3: And um, also, sort of recharge, or I mean, yes. sort of so you can focus, and then you have to sort of leave that yeah. and recharge your battery exactly. in a way.
2: And uh, and that's interesting you say that mm-hmm. because when we developed the camp and tried it out the first times. Then on day three, already on the evening of day two, but especially on the morning of day three, we could feel kind of a tension in the whole room mm-hmm. because they had just written and written and uh, goals and so on. Uh, and um, And then the next time we decided, okay, we'll put yoga on the afternoon of day two. Mm. That was where the tension was beginning to build up because you really have got into your text if you had a problem then it was maybe beginning to grow mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, then we had one hour yoga after yeah one and a half day and the next day we didn't have the same level of tension as, uh, at all so uh, of course it's not statistically sound proof <laughs> that this is the right way but it is something that we can see um, what, what I distinctly effects. remember that,
1: the, the yoga. Because in the instructions, when you were going to the course, it said you, you should bring your own yoga mat. And I said, I, I don't have a yoga mat. <laughs> so I, 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 I was really worried. what is this about? <laughs> is this is supposed to be about writing. But, <laughs> uh, and I'd never, I'd never tried yoga before, uh, yeah. and, uh, and I, sort of, sort of, I didn't know what to expect. But it was uh, one of those nice things that I rem- remember from the course because I sit and write, I, I hunch over, and then you get all these tensions, and, and it really does wonders. For your spine, and
3: there yeah. is research, I think, uh, that says there's you know physical activity or or, or any type of uh, um, relief from stress in terms of just. Walking or uh, meditating or using your body is good and actually helps, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you study results. So, I always say that you, we should do this in schools. We should just make sure that uh, kids are physically active uh, once a day and th- that school starts a little la- later. I think would be uh, a <laughs> good idea, but that's uh, nice for everyone. Yeah, it would be nice for everyone. <laughs>
2: But it's just a bit scary to do that yeah. with researchers because yeah. when we developed the project, it was not so much PhD students, it was all kinds of researchers from professor to PhD student or research mm. assistant. Mm. And we had 48 at this development project mm. uh, people. And and it took me two times, three days to build up the courage to decide mm. that now we're going physical. <laughs> yeah, Because these people are so much in their mind. Mm. So there is kind of this, you can send them out on a walk and talk. That is okay. You can still stay in your mind. But you can't do yoga and not arrive in your body. Mm. So if you have a tension or a fear of your writing, that will also be uh, loosened up. And then it will uh, you can feel it even more. Yeah. So there is also a kind of resistance. But I, I think it, it works. Um, and And we could see that even people who wrote to us that... Uh, we have these reflections they do after the camp, yeah. one month after the camp, so so they can look back on what happened. And several have written, "I was quite skeptical when I heard about <laughs> yeah. this yoga thing, <laughs> but I have not heard one person say that they didn't uh, find it beneficial." No, so, that
1: was my reaction yeah. as well. I was a little bit worried that there would, there would be incense and mantras and uh, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, as well. But, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it it was one of the really good things. And uh, I've actually continued to do a bit of yoga afterwards. Wow, so, that's yeah. fabulous.
0: Yeah. I think that's everyone funny. should do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I think also just like the quiet, reflective element yeah. of it, as opposed to something like spinning, mm. where you're yeah. so focused on not falling off the bike yeah. that you, uh, you can't concentrate. But um, can you tell me about how you got the idea for this particular format? I well, have me, actually us.
2: I have actually been thinking about how did I get the idea and one thing is of course my collaborator uh, he uh, he has done these writing courses at one of the um, the Danish School mm. and I don't mm. know what that is in English because so colleges don't... university oh, colleges, colleges. No, yeah but this mm. is something that it is back from uh, from Gondby. Mm-hmm. What he developed in Denmark, where where normal people went out to these s- schools for three mm-hmm. four months to, um, to, ah yeah yeah so it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a mm-hmm. special setting and yeah. it's being adopted mm-hmm. to the U S now so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it is very special mm-hmm. um, and he has been working and it's a kind of a summer camp for the last twenty twenty five years mm-hmm. he's been teaching writing but this mm-hmm. is more to to reporters and. Uh, people who write uh, fiction and so on. But he had the idea of a whole week's camp mm-hmm. there. And then uh, I, I uh, follow a writing blog in Australia, and they had this writing camp for women. I don't know, they're maybe more into men and women, and that women, if they had their own writing camp, they would not run into all these... Um, problems of not being good enough. Mm -hmm. We are just women here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the Mm -hmm. kind of idea, at least. Mm -hmm. So I read a little bit about it there. And then we, uh, we thought we need these people to go away because they are stressed and they need to be able to mm. focus. So that was the basic idea. Uh, and actually uh, everybody asks, so did you copy uh, Rowena Murray's uh, concept? <laughs> because she I found out later, but honestly I didn't know about her concept. <laughs> but she has a concept that's very, very close to, she, that she has mm. written about mm. in the UK and it's pet. I don't know if it's patented or something like that, but, mm. but at least you can take her education and then you can be uh, one of her uh, then you can do her camp concept so and, and that is actually also where you can learn to do it so it's I can really
0: uh, great I, th- I, 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 took a
2: cor- I took a course with her and she does it really nice
0: so it's very close to her concept yeah I think she does hers in some Scottish castle too yeah, which is pretty uh, nice she did, she did once but yeah uh, once not, okay not once <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have a Danish castle or something like it.
2: yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we ought to <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, we we have a, on the on the desk here in front of us. There's a nice drawing that I brought with me from the workshop when I participated. Uh, is is it you who drew this, or is it? Um...
2: Uh, we developed it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so after the development project, then we we had done ten whole days with these thirty forty-eight researchers, yeah. uh, and that was a development project where we tried out everything we had heard about. So we collected ideas from a PhD student who was studying writing and from literature and everything. And then during those 10 days, we tried out things. And then we, of course, evaluated it closely. And then we made this concept of three days where we put the things that we could see people like the most and then we had this problem how ca- should we write a report about it or a book or whatever and then my collaborator com- came up with this idea we'll just make a poster mm-hmm. and it was it was such a relief because then we could collect the best ideas in a poster where we spent one day developing the the, the ideas and uh, and then we could kind of wrap it up and mm-hmm. what you see here is a, is a tree yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and the idea of the tree is how can you um, you make your writing grow, mm. and what does it take for writing to grow? Um, you have the the stem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, trunk. the trunk. 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 Trunk, trunk. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have the trunk, and and the trunk is what is carrying the tree. Um, so uh, so those are the basic elements that uh, if if the things in the trunk don't work, mm. then you don't have the energy, the basis for your writing. Mm. It's like
3: the core. Yeah, the core, core. <laughs> exactly, Support exactly. Yeah.
2: And then there is the crown. Mm. And, and in the crown are the six tools we chose uh, in our concept. There could be lots of other tools for writing, lots, lots. There are so many things if you read the writing literature. But these were the things we thought should be in a in a basic, basic uh, tools that uh, any writer should know. So could you talk us through the elements of the trunk yes, first? Yes, I could. And the first thing is the physical and mental strength. strength. And this is what we, we believe distinguishes us from others, that we have quite a lot of focus on the physical part. Uh, and um, and often we also talk to people there. They get aware that oh, actually I'm not sleeping that well, or yeah. I'm 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 so busy that I don't eat proper food, mm. and then they wonder that they are not fresh in their heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> mentally clear, <laughs> uh, to get the writing done, and and we talk to them about how be aware at least to try mm. to get some of that into place. You can't just overuse yourself. You have mm. to get the basis into place is that
3: yeah. yeah i think that's common for academics that you think yes, you sure. have some sort of superpower
0: my physical body is not a big deal yeah. it's my brain that yeah, yeah it's only on. about the yeah. brain and when and and some
2: of them find out that when they change their diet a little, then Mm. they get much more energy. They can write more or Mm. relax more while they write. So sometimes it also has a physical element, but also just the stretching, movement, and so on.
1: The nice thing about that, because sometimes when you go to these courses, uh, you get a lot of, you know, sugar. Yeah. You know, know, buns and uh, cookies and and things. But at this this workshop, it was more, you had these... um, Uh, vi- smoothies, smoothies yeah yes. uh, vitamin shots that yeah. yeah. I, I thought i found that really nice actually so you don't you don't you didn't gain a couple of kilos just because yeah, you went exactly. away on a course <laughs> i think it's a tip for everyone going to the conference i've
3: skipped all those buns and, mm. and and try at least once a day you can skip them because sometimes you get them three mm. three or four times yeah. uh, and every
0: then day you're too full. yeah you're you're on a yeah. sugar high and then you crash yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: exactly um, and mental strength is also about talking nicely to yourself mm. Mm. so there is something about the self-talk you do and we address that a lot during the camp also that, um, that if you talk nicely to yourself and accompli- um, uh, give yourself compliments for what you have done and not always scolding yourself for what you didn't get done mm-hmm. then you will get more positive energy to write more in a better way so, yeah. so that is also part of it <laughs> Then there is the find your passion. And it can sound Mm -hmm. very like, you know, passionate, my feelings, my uh, for this subject and so on. But that is not actually that can be a motivation, but that's not mainly what we mean by it. We mean that that what you write should give meaning to you. Mm -hmm. So it can just as well be that, oh, I found this interesting result and I wanted to go out there to help somebody. Mm -hmm. So that can also be passion just not to misunderstand the concept of passion. Uh, so, so not
0: in terms of like my global, my big passion, the thing that drives me all the time. Find something, whatever it is in the writing. can be very
2: concrete yeah. and people are different. So some people will be motivated by their big passion and mm-hmm. that, that, it, that will make them write. Yeah. But others need some more concrete uh, things to make them passionate. And it can also be to know where you're publishing so you can mm-hmm. see the reader mm. and you know that if I should tell, if people in Australia should know about this, then I need to write it in, an, uh, in a journal that they read. So it's kind
0: of like finding a motivation and yes. an audience and a drive for yes. that particular piece of writing, yes. whatever it is.
2: And a motivation that's meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because I've seen people have motivations, but if the motivations were not meaningful, then it doesn't
0: give the passion you need to overcome the difficulties and obstacles of Getting the writing done. It sounds like you're focusing on finding some intrinsic motivation then. Yes. Not I have to produce text, but why does this text matter for yeah. me as a yeah. person? Yeah.
3: So motivation from the inside mm-hmm. rather than from sort of, you know, goals in terms of uh, promotion or...
2: Someone's telling you uh, to write.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The,
2: but but inside, not as only feelings, but also mm. importance, mm-hmm. something that can be important. The, values values a, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. I think that's... Do you find that to be difficult sometimes? Do you find that some people, uh, like their motivation is too intrinsic in, in a sense? I've had those students uh, where they like to solve the puzzle, but then... I don't really have to they, share they actually, it because, you know, yeah. I've sold it now. Uh, I,
2: I, I see that when they only are motivated to learn themselves because then they're not uh, mm. aware of the reader. Mm. If it's only about myself and my mm. reflection,
0: mm-hmm,
2: yeah, then you don't get the reader interview. And then uh, it comes from a, a place where you cannot work with the text in a way. Right. Um, I had this uh, this participant who was um, uh, she was trying to write an article which didn't fill in a gap. Mm. It was mm-hmm. a, She had been in a lab, but she has spent so long time in that lab. She has spent nine months working on this. And her supervisor said then she had to do an article on it. Mm. But it showed up. She was in the last year. We have a three-year PhD in Denmark. And uh, she was struggling so much with this article. And I asked her, why do you need to re- write it but i have been nine months in the lab working on this? And my supervisor says I should write about it, but there's no gap, so she couldn't find the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I asked, did did you write other things? And it showed up she had written two other articles um, already, and she had one more that she wanted to write, and then she would have enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was in, a, in, in, a way, in the way for the next article. Mm. Uh-huh. And, um, and when I asked her more about this, then she realized that even though she spent nine months uh, in the lab, she didn't get any interesting results. Mm. And uh, it showed up that those nine months, she had learned everything that she had used for the next articles. Mm. Uh-huh. So when she realized that the time, those nine months were not wasted, but mm. she had learned a lot, then she could let go of that article and go on to the next one that she was that had good so so finding out where there's not passion is just as important as finding out where you have passion Mm -hmm. wow what a valuable experience so that that is a kind of experience that i i i think is important absolutely concerning passion so you've got two more chunks in this tree trunk the next one is Conquer Time and Space. And mm. that is kind of very practical. Mm. But often we're not aware of what is good time and space for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that differs just as much as we differ as people. Mm. Uh, of course, there are some general things that you can try out and so on. But uh, in Helen Swartz's new book, uh, So Good. T- yeah, Time, Space. On air and Light it, and Time, time and, and Space. space. It's, so it's wonderful. Book. Yeah.
0: So the uh, name again, I didn't catch it. Air in. and Light and Time and Space. And the author, Helen, Helen Sword. 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 Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and she says exactly that. There are just as
2: many ways to write as there are writers. And mm-hmm. she has interviewed uh, very uh, very successful academic writers, 106 successful academic mm-hmm. writers. And I think it's so relieving that she shows that there is not one mm-hmm. recipe to good writing. Uh, But, of course, there are recipes for bad writing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is that I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I I block all uh, all my calendar with meetings, and then I don't get writing done. That's Mm -hmm. not so surprising. Uh, so, um, So conquering time and space and finding out what space is good for me. For me, for example... Uh, I'm a more extrovert person and and I like something happening around me. So if I really have to get something done, then I go to a cafe Mm. where I know there are not too many screaming babies, but but people (laughs) who sit and and work or talk a little. And then I decide, now I go, I buy a coffee and I write this half page. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, That works for me. But I have coached so many people who write and some can only write in their own uh, at their own desk, mm-hmm. maybe in their own office with certain things around them and a uh, room on the desk for all their articles. Mm-hmm. And if that works for them, then that's what they should do. So you have to experiment. The the, the, the worst thing is to think that you should do like somebody else to be successful. Mm-hmm. You have to try things out. And don't stay in one form, but try new things out. And that's, w- that's why we... We try some things out at the at the boot camp. And one is that we write in these 45 to one hour um, time slots. Mm-hmm. And then you can try that out. And some find out that they have more natural shorter time slots or longer time slots. And that is something you experiment with. But when you try something new, you have to give it a chance. Mm. Uh, you can't just try it once and say that didn't work for me. You have to try. So we try things many times before you decide this is not it or this is it.
3: It's like a new dish or Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it takes
2: the first time I made lasagna it took Uh. three hours. (laughs) It doesn't anymore, you know. So (laughs) you have to give it a chance to make it work. Mm -hmm. So that is about finding your own time and space. And a
1: isn't it expensive to go to a coffee shop and buy a coffee every time you have to write <laughs> half a page? <beach?
2: laughs> uh, I, I have another solution too. <laughs> I have a good friend at Copenhagen University yeah. or collaborator and friend and then uh, we make these writing days mm-hmm. and I meet up with her, with her and she is in the botanical garden a very nice oh, place she's lovely. working and, uh, and then I go to her place and then we sit and then we make these slots again and say mm-hmm. what are you writing, what am I Writing and then we write together, Mm -hmm. and the coffee is free, and we can can go for walks in the botanical garden. We actually moved on, I think,
3: to yeah. write together. Yes, we're that's just the fourth.
2: Yes. Uh, and, uh, and so many of us think we're only real academics if we can write alone, because mm. a real tough academic can sit with his soup on the attic and <laughs> get writing done and be uh, self-going, intrinsically motivated and so on. But we are not like that, all of us. And uh, most of us are more dedicated to things we have promised others than we are to things we have promised ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a personality flaw. It's just mm-hmm. how we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you realize that's how you are, then the solution is to find others, promise them to do the writing, and then
0: do it. Mm-hmm. So I have a story about that, actually. When I was finishing my PhD in chemistry, it was, um, it was April, and I had been working in engineering communication for a year, And we were at our end-of-year party with all the engineering communication people. And I was chatting with one of my colleagues, and I was like, ugh, I have to write my stupid thesis. It's the worst. She said, oh, me too, because she had started a PhD and then let it go for a while and now really wanted to finish it. And I was on a really tight timeline because I had to defend by September. Mm. And I was not a very good writer in my PhD, so I'd put it off and put it off and put it off. And so we agreed that we would support each other. Basically, we said, all right, let's be accountable to one another. And there was no disciplinary connection. I'm a chemist. She's a dramaturge. So, but we got together every week. And um, the first time we got together, we just made a plan. What are you going to do this week? The uh, the next time we got together, what did you do? Hmm. What did you find good? What are you working on now? What did you struggle with? And that's the way we got through it. We did that for six weeks or eight weeks. I can't remember. But that's the only reason I'm pretty sure that I finished my PhD on time. So thank you, Deb. Um, <laughs> I just learned that Deb recently finished her PhD as well, finally. Mm. So um, it it actually really helped that writing together, that accountability, that feeling of I have to go and tell her tomorrow how much I did, so I better have something done.
2: I think we do too little writing together. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one of the things I'm... Well, we are most happy to see as an effect of the boot camps because I think we had seven boot camps now after the development project. And I see at different universities in Denmark that there are groups like this established. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and I know there is, an at law they do it, at the Technical University of Denmark I know they do it. They have a coffee shop where they meet. Mm-hmm. Coffee's not that expensive there, mm-hmm. uh, but a very nice place. Uh, and I just got a, a mail last week from a guy who had been at the, at the boot camp and he wrote to me, oh, what do you think about this title for my paper? And uh, I finished it now. And I wrote to him, how did you How did you manage? Oh, I wrote it at Rico's, you know. So I, I got it written in that group who meets once a week for mm-hmm. two hours mm-hmm. at that cafe. Yeah. So that kept him going like a little bit mm-hmm. like yours. Yeah. Um, and I've done it at a cafe in Copenhagen and there was this there is this, this associate professor from law in Copenhagen who mm-hmm. came there. And they that when she came to write, then she had put off what she was going to write the whole week because she's very busy. And then she she said after those two hours now I wrote everything that I had planned to do this week, you know, mm. in two times 45 minutes yeah. because it's so go directly on a new limit, yeah.
1: So that's we went through the the trunk of the tree so yes. we have the support for the whole yes. system here now and then when we move up in the uh, in the crown there is a lot of uh, nice pictures up there. In the middle there is a A girl sitting on a flying carpet with a laptop in her knee and uh, looking very happy. Is that a yoga mat, perhaps? (laughs) Maybe it (laughs) is. Yeah, maybe
2: it is. (laughs) I think it's a flying carpet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then what what do we have up there?
2: Yes, what do we have? We have different um, chosen tools, because Mm. there are so many. But these these are the ones you cannot live without. Mm. Um, The first one is speed writing. And uh, when people come to courses, I ask them how many know what speed writing is or nonstop writing or flow writing. It has many names and it has for people who research it, 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 they distinguish, but it is more or less the same idea that uh, you write so fast that you don't think about what you're writing. So in a way, you get your thoughts faster down on paper. Um, Most people have heard about it, but. It's not even half who have tried it out. Mm-hmm. It's less normally. Uh, I think it's it's a method that helps you. It helps you get something down on paper if you're a little bit blocked, for example. But it also helps you think with your writing. Um, and you can overcome um, your own critique by writing like that because you're not allowed to correct what you write. So it changes your whole mode of writing. Mm. And we start with this at the bootcamp. And we write for seven minutes about what are my challenges and my strengths in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we work with that, and sometimes we work with the goals. But no matter what we what uh, what we write on, then people are always surprised how much text they have after seven minutes, mm-hmm. because people have between five lines and a whole page, mm-hmm. and and that is. They, they, they look at it and they say, I haven't written so much the last three months. You know? <laughs> and then I often I make the joke. So we say you wrote half a page and your thesis is 40 pages, so seven minutes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not how it works. Uh, but it can get the process going because the biggest challenge in getting to write is to do it. Mm-hmm. The, once you do it,
0: then you got over the first obstacle. Well, then you have stuff to work with, right? Yes, and yeah. then
2: you are you are simply you have started. Yeah. So the mental idea of I can't write is not there anymore
0: because you are writing. The page is no yes. longer blank.
1: Exactly. So when I try that with the students, they usually they the reaction is usually that yeah, I got a lot of uh, writing done. I, you know a lot of words. And then they usually say, say that it's awful writing. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the point is that you, you, you create a raw material that you can actually And others
2: with. can feedback on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even, even, a su- even though it's really a zero draft, not even a first draft, then a supervisor who hasn't seen text for three months will be happy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to see even that kind of writing because then mm. you can discuss the thoughts because thoughts in your mind cannot be discussed mm. yeah. in the same way as thoughts yeah. on paper. Yeah. Yes, so that's, I would call, the first one. Uh, Then there are, if I could just choose only one, then I would choose the writing goals. Mm. Uh, That is, um, the idea there is that you make a goal, not only a goal, which is now I will write my article within the next three months, Because that is such a big goal that it won't make a difference if I write today or I start tomorrow because it's so big anyway. But you make goals that are so small that you know, what am I going to write the next hour? Mm -hmm. So you have to break down the article into bits and pieces that are so small that you can write them in like an hour, two Mm. hours, half an hour, something like that. Uh, and what happens when you try to make such a precise goal? Then you also have to find out what is my, my article actually about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this point that I'm going to write about the next hour is going to be in the article. Is it relevant? So you make what you're going to write so concrete that you have to make a lot of decisions. So making the writing goals is actually a kind of analysis, storytelling, uh, but you, in that way, by making it a writing goal, you, disting, you come to distinguish between the writing and the planning of the writing. Mm-hmm. And planning writing is not as scary as writing, but as soon as you have planned the writing, then you can write because then you know what to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is why this tool is so strong. So find out what you're writing for the next hour and then do it. <laughs> Connected to writing goals, we have the writing snacks. Mm-hmm. And in a way, the writing snacks are just writing goals that are even more precise. Mm. Uh, so writing snacks are things where you can have a writing goal that is, yeah, I will write 15 lines on my methods chapter mm-hmm. during the next hour, Mm. then the writing snacks are so precisely defined that you don't need time to get into the article. Mm. It would be a thing like I have to check the references in the introduction. Mm. Something that you can do without having to spend an hour landing in your Mm -hmm. article. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it could be uh, checking the commas. It could also be writing an argument for delimiting the concept in this way Mm -hmm. or Yeah, finding three new references on this that I know are there somewhere. And and the idea of writing snacks is to keep your writing in a process, a progress, even though you're very busy. Like many academics are, much of the time, they have lots of other things. They have, yeah, political things they have to Mm -hmm. uh, see Mm -hmm. to. They have administrative things and not least teaching, a lot of teaching, even though they like it, it takes a lot of time. So if you want this feeling that you are, something is happening with your writing, then when you have more time for writing a whole day, a half day, two days, something like that, then when you run into something while you're writing your text that you can see this is something I have to look into and it will take 20 minutes, then it can be a good idea to create a writing snack. Mm. And it can be a post-it where you write, check the three references on page two, because then you can use the coherent time to get the story Mm. down. And then you will feel after that whole day that you actually got the story down, but there are five writing snacks here. Then during the next three days where you are doing a lot of teaching and meetings, then you maybe have just Mm. a half an hour where you can just do this one or this one or this one. Small to-dos.
1: Then there's something called rhetorical reading.
2: Yes. And that is... uh um, I think it's such an important tool. And s- so many don't do it. No. The thing is that this is reading a text, not for the content, but um, reading it for the structure, the language, mm. and so on. And you must correct me, you know more about this than <laughs> I do. <laughs> I just use add. it myself. I think
3: it's tremendously important. Uh, uh, yeah. And
2: um, and I'm surprised at the boot camps when I ask how many of you have read A couple of articles in the journal you're writing to To see how they structure Mm -hmm. articles in that journal Mm. Some of them don't even know what journal they're writing to Or what Mm -hmm. kind of journal And very few have actually looked into an article with those glasses on Uh, and I can see when they do it, then some of them choose to to say, okay, I'll dedicate one of the writing slots of 45 minutes to take a look and see how they look. Then it suddenly becomes so much more concrete. Oh, it's such a chapter and such a chapter and such a chapter. Okay, I could write one and a half page about my methods. That's just what I did, you know. So Hmm. then it becomes uh, easier. So I think all supervisors, and I think it falls back on the supervisors, if there are PhD students, don't do rhetorical reading. So one thing you should do within the first months of uh, of, um, supervision in a PhD study would be to talk with your PhD student about what are good... Theses or what are good articles, and then talk about the uh, find two or three and talk about what makes them good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the structure? What is good language? Yeah,
1: mm. but it's, it's not only about finding uh, f- finding out what the house uh, style of a journal is. Uh, it can also be, I suppose, uh, uh, reading a text. I mean, analyzing a text. See how, yes. how do they you know yeah, bind things argue? together? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 How do they make the text work in different ways? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's a, that's that's I think. My experience is that's the best way to learn how to write in a particular discipline. Yes. Because Mm. most of the disciplinary expectations aren't explicit. They're all tacit. Mm. And so as a newcomer to a field, you're trying to figure out how to do things. And you're trying to figure out how to use the vocabulary and, and, and build an argument in a way that your peers will acknowledge and recognize. You've got to read. Yeah, And that is exactly
2: that is exactly how you learn to write in a discipline. And it, 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 and, and that is, in a way, it is copying. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you have to look what others have done. You have to see the style. You have to see how they do. And you have and to I, try it out. And you have to try it out. And you try it out by trying to make something that is a little like that. Mm-hmm. It's like when my children come home from, from preschool and try to make a, a poem. And they look at other poems and they can see they end in the same way. And mm-hmm. then they try to do something that ends in the same way. And... I think here plagiarism is a, a, a and the whole debate about that is counterproductive because mm-hmm. we get so afraid of I would say copying mm. that that we we uh, we don't get the chance of learning from trying to do what others do because that's how we learn. So we've got two more uh, yes. writing tools, I think. And. One is to distinguish between different phases of writing. Mm. And to make that short, uh, I think it's uh, when it goes wrong, then we write four lines and then we start um, uh, working with the language and I need commas Mm. and so on. And I've tried to sit, you know, two, three hours (laughs) trying Mm. to write an introduction to an article and realizing at noon that I only wrote four lines and then I spent the rest of the time correcting English language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, that is the opposite of what we should do, because our mind works uh, in a way where when we, when we write creatively, then we use the right, this is simplified, but then we use the right side of the brain. And when we are more uh, um, going through the text, then we, we are more critical, and that's the left side. So if we change between those two modes all the time, then we, in a way, we step over our own toes and we make it very inefficient because we go yeah, from one process to the other. So the good way and the more efficient way of writing, and I think also a way that gives more flow, is to try to write down the text and the argument first, And then don't care so much about the language, the structure, and so on. Get it down there. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult if you are just a little bit perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with it a lot myself. So um, I really understand people who... Mm -hmm. But if you learn it... Then you can suddenly cre- uh, write three, four pages text in a day. And then you have something to work with. Mm. Then you mm. can revise it and use your left side of your brain the next day. Mm. Um, leave the right one at home. <laughs> and then uh, then sit and revise the text almost as if it was not your own text. Mm. Um,
0: so and you call these the critical, and, or sorry, the creative phase is the first phase, yes. and the critical phase is yes. the second phase. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and they, it's not necessary, of course, you have to start with creating something that yep. you can revise, but they will you can um, change between them, and then you can make more creative writing, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but just don't try to do both at once. Mm. That is very inefficient. Mm -hmm. so uh, being aware of what do I need to do now do I need to structure or do I need to write content Mm -hmm. what is important what is the next step Mm -hmm. because that many uh, writing blocks are actually about not being aware of this Mm -hmm. Uh, so trying to do both at the same time creates a block because you can't be in both parts of the mind at Mm -hmm. the same time the last one Mm storytelling storytelling So many writing blocks also come down to not knowing what kind of story you want to tell, Mm -hmm. I think. I think it's the hardest part to work on at the boot camps uh, because it takes... If The writing goals, you can say, now we write for 45 minutes, and what will you write? (laughs) Mm. It's so easy to facilitate, Mm. but to facilitate people to get hold of what is your story, is a bigger thing, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, so the way we work with it is to try to simplify it by having some story cards, uh, cards just um, that you write, you have you between four, maybe seven, eight cards, not more, and then write the main, we call it scenes of mm-hmm. your article or your thesis or your text, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make it into scenes. And every scene can have different components. It can be, um, yeah, it can be like dilemmas or discussions or conclusions or whatever it is that are the scenes. And then you can sit and then you can try to interchange them and make it into a logical flow. And what you find out in this way is that maybe this scene is not at all part of this movie. Mm. So by taking that away, you get a more logical um, flow. Mm-hmm. So we try to make them talk uh, Explain the stories to each other To somebody who's not part of the same area yeah. So there are many people there From so many different uh, sciences and, it's, and explaining what the story is To somebody who doesn't know about it Forces you to argue Why this comes before this mm-hmm. And why this leads to this And why it's an argument for this And, and uh, then they can hear it themselves When they explain it
0: Great. Well, so so this whole, I wanted to ask you about this poster, because I find it kind of amusing. I love it. But I find it, it was unexpected for me to hear you talk about how you came to design this poster, because you run writing boot camps. And when it came to trying to represent what it is that you found, you were like, we don't want to write anything. Yeah. We want to do something visual. <laughs> yes, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I would almost say that, that creating something like this does in its own way count as a sort of writing. And I, I would like to think of, of that sort of visual representation as a way of, of organizing your ideas and just using a different mode to help you concretize, and then you could write from that.
1: It's actually... a. a, a, a a, a nice example of, of storytelling, anyway. I mean, because you 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 organize these different parts of the uh, of the the compo- components of the of the bootcamp into uh, stories. Sort of, this is this the stru- structure that is supporting it. And th- these are the tools that we're using, and it, it 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 it's how how you grow your your writing. Yeah. So it's it's a nice.
2: So it's a good question. What comes first, (laughs) (laughs) the
0: story? Yeah, (laughs) but I I I would would expect I think that for you that this this is really meaningful. You can look at this and remember each of the different bits that you went through. That is more, and this would be more impactful, I guess, than than a piece of written text
1: there's a bunch of people coming to uh, to the boot camp every time and then there's a bunch of people leaving. So what what is the main thing that they take with them or how, how is the boot camp cha- changing them?
2: The most important thing is that when they try this speed writing exercise combined with the goals mm. that they make, when they make their first goal and they realize they can write 15 lines on something they decided in an hour that is okay text, mm. the, the feeling that I can control whether or not I'm a writer and I get writing done. Mm. I think that's the most important thing, that they can feel that it's not whether or not I get the uh, the muse, do you call it the the mm. writing like muse? inspiration? Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing out there controlling me. I am in charge of my motivation and whether or not I get it done. And mm.
1: You experience that. Yes,
2: mm. and yeah. you experience mm. it so many times that you actually start believing it. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: And you go home, and then you know that you can do it. You are a writer when yeah. you leave.
1: And if any of our readers out there or listeners, listeners, I say, yeah. 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 Mm. if they're uh, interested in this bootcamp. Uh, you give it several times a year.
2: Yes, four times. So four times a year. Very welcome. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you post it on your your homepage. Yes. When there's not. So if you're interested, you can go to the the homepage, which is, which is writeconcept.dk. Yes. We'll post it on our homepage and as Facebook well. And
0: Facebook too. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. This has been incredibly inspiring. Yeah. It's been nice to it's been nice to hear all of the different ways that you have tried to help other people do all of the things that we as, stri- as writers struggle with every day.
3: And so we hope also that we can sort of uh, take some of these themes with us and we can explore them even further mm-hmm. uh, in, in, mm-hmm. in other uh, podcasts, because yeah. uh, this is you know, our t- intention too, to, to be a bit of support, uh, to write together, to, to feel this energy that we're yeah, all in make it.
2: Writing mm-hmm. fun. I think yeah. that's something you can contribute yeah. to. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. And Definitely.
3: you were such an inspiration. Yeah. So good luck with your upcoming boot camps. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, Thanks for listening.
2: Now Now go go write write something.
0: something.